Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Rebecca. This is Thoughts from Our 30s. The weekly podcast where you catch up with two besties navigating the highs and lows of the big 3-0. You'll find me with a glass of wine and Amanda will have a tea, but you can bring whatever you'd like to this conversation. So cozy up because Rebecca, we've got a lot of thoughts. It is Easter weekend, Miss Rebecca Babcock. Happy Easter. Yeah, this is coming out so much later, but I will tell you, I'm very impressed with my outfit today. I went to an Easter brunch and I went all in. And you wore the skirt. I wore the skirt. See, and if you know, you I don't know. remember what episode that was in. Was that being enough? Yes. I think that was being enough. I think it was. The skirt looks really good on you. I, I wore it. the skirt. I wore, it was like 50 shades of beige today. But I'm going to put it on <laughs> my like, Instagram. Where are you taking that <laughs> story? Yeah. What kind of Easter dinner are you having? 50 oh, shades of gray. Woo. Lots of chocolate. <laughs> okay. So how are you? What's new? What's happening? What's the 411? I'm Tell not even ready for this question today. I don't know. How am I? What's happening? Uh, it's the almost the end of April. Did I tell you that we booked a trip? Yes, you we did. We booked a trip. And that's in May. And hopefully that goes through. So I'm really excited about that. I feel like I just talked about that last week, though. So if I did, then I'm on repeat. You did, because we had to record that five minutes. Right. You know? But Norway, have you learned anything else about Norway? <laughs> no. I have done quite a bit of research for you. Can you plan my trip for me? I, I already have a spot I, I want you to go nothing. to. <laughs> and I feel like by the time this comes out, I will be like a week from my trip. And I still probably will have nothing planned. So please send me your itinerary. Oh, my gosh. What's new with you? Well, on that note, you guys know if you follow me on content, you know that I love the UK. I love a ton of UK bloggers. And they always talk about Lumine products. And Lumine, I believe, is based, I think it was founded in Finland, um, but Scandinavia country. Yes. I actually looked into this. Did you find a spot for me to go to? No, I just really you want you to bring me, me back some products. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, if I find the products, I'll buy the products. But can you also find me a spa? Yeah, I would love it too. For context, your suggestion to me was that I go book myself into a spa to get a facial done with these products. Yeah. But I was I, like, I feel like you need a Luminae facial. And I'm here for it. Yeah. But I need to find the spa. And so if you find one, let me know. I will. I will. One month officially until move-in. I wonder <gasps> if when this goes out, we'll be moved in. I think you will. I think it'll be like the, the week. weekend. This goes out on your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, <gasps> it's my birthday. You are officially in your 30s. 31 uh, this year, baby. I'm still at the moment of recording this. I'm still 30 for an extra couple weeks. and I'm going to hold on to every couple weeks of that. So. I know that feeling because my mom kept telling me, oh, yeah, 31. And I was like, babe, I got a week. I got a week left. So on this, actually, I do have one one update, which is. Today we were uh, around McMaster University, so the place that we both went to school. And I had that moment of realizing I am the old person that I used to look at and think, wow, that person's old. Yeah, or that person is not young at this stage anymore. I'm old. Like, I remember being in my 20s and thinking, like, my people in their 30s are old. I'm here now. But I remember being young and this is kind of morbid because it was out of funeral, but it was just, I was really young and um, you're like, yes, those people are old that are at funerals. <laughs> Specifically the ones not moving. Da-ding. Um, but there was some family there and one of the girls was 16 and I was like, oh my God, she is so cool. She is 16 and um, it's all about perspective because at that time I thought that was the oldest thing ever. <laughs> I just always thought that 30 was like just different than what 30 looks like we had a whole episode coming on that what changed what didn't change turning 30 but today i felt 
Oh, that's so funny because I, well, I'm very excited for that episode and this episode, but when I think about 30 and now when I think about 42, I feel like I do have friends in their 40s and I'm like, that looks good. That looks like a lot of fun. I will say I, I find women in particular as I get older, I'm actually surprised at how well we age. I think it's this generation. We're starting to embrace taking care of ourselves. That or we're in denial because we're getting closer to that age and we're like, no, this looks great. We're good. We're completely good. Versus like when you were 20 and looked at someone, sorry to those that when I was in my 20s, you were in your 40s. But when I looked at you and I was like, oh, that looks old. Now I'm like, no, we look good. Oh my God. And I don't know. Reality. I know we have people who listen of all ages to this podcast. So wherever you are, <laughs> whatever you are, in whatever decade. Age is just a number. It's all about how you feel. Mm -hmm. But there is also this moment when you realize... You're I am not 20 anymore. <laughs> no. It's always that decade. I'm older than I think I am. So for me personally, getting excited about moving to the house, which officially oh, right. will be in a couple of days. What we were talking about. Yep, go ahead. You will be officially in this decade for realsies. Um, and yeah, Scotty and I sold our house. I think I mentioned that as well. I'm just excited to have all of my clothes in one place. I've been like packing all of the buckets for the opposite season and putting them at my parents house so I'm just excited to have all my stuff and I have been making canva boards like no other I think we talked about that as well in the last five minutes I'm just getting excited about life and thank goodness spring is officially here as I say moral of the story here is it's either been a really busy week for us or a really quiet week because our <laughs> update is the same as it was last week which means we've either had no time to do anything but work and function or we've just chilled and I think on that note since we aren't very exciting and we have, I've literally just been working, 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 which feels good. Um, Want to get into this discussion to plan for the future? Yes, I'm very excited. My future. Yeah, it's like your future. <laughs> what is today's topic then, Weldy? Today, the loves of my life. We are talking about weddings, whether you have already had your wedding, whether you are going into wedding season, whether wedding just feels like a word that is very, very far away for you at the moment. I can't wait to dive into this discussion. I have so many questions for you, Miss Rebecca. You also love love, so I'm really excited for you for this episode because yes. I feel like weddings is your favorite thing in the entire world. The most hopeless and romantic out there. So let's dive right in. I'm going to put some different music in between this time, some very loving music. <laughs> can't wait. Weddings. Where do we even start this journey? Where do we even start? First of all, Bonnie, hi. I know you're listening. You're probably gardening or doing some chores around the house because I know that's when you listen to podcasts. She asks me all the time all of these questions and I have none of the answers and it stresses me out so much. She's like, okay, so, um, you know, how many guests are you going to have? How many people? Because the way that Scotty and I have planned to plan out our wedding, if you guys have no idea, I am currently engaged. Rebecca is a married woman to her betrothed. We we're going on year three. Whoa. Which technically means we're going into our fourth year. Wild. Do you know what we should look up? While I'm talking, I would love for you to look up like what those years are. Like you the know? gifts? I do yeah. know because we can talk about this more later, but my favorite thing about my husband's gift giving is that for our anniversary, he does those gifts. What? And I love it because every year I'm like, what is going to be next? Can you explain if people have no idea what we're talking about? Well, so every year of a marriage, at least for the first number of years and then milestone years afterwards, 
there's online, there's like all these different, um, I guess like themes like symbols for the like year. The first year, is it paper? It's paper. Okay. And then cotton. Clearly I can tell you this because I've enjoyed some fun gifts. Uh, leather is our third. So Ooh. that one's coming up. Ooh. But it's really fun. And it, it's really it's the first year that Kyle gave me a gift. So our first year wedding anniversary. I was so surprised, but I actually okay, loved it. Okay, what were the gifts? It was paper origami flowers. Oh my God, Which Kyle, was are you so cool. Me? Yeah, he found some vendor on Etsy that made these beautiful origami flowers. And so I still have them in the house. And I mean, they'll last forever because they're paper. It's very cool. I didn't think I could love him more. Do you remember the other? So last year, so, I guess? So cotton was our second and cotton... Uh, he got us new cotton bed sheets, Egyptian cotton. Actually, I think they're organic cotton bed sheets. This year's leather. Ooh, what do you don't know what we're gonna year? get? I don't a know. Whip? What, and, now, <laughs> and now I really feel like, well, there's that. Uh, I really feel like I I need to step up my game because I am not this creative. So, if anyone has any ideas of solid leather gifts for male partners, I have. Oh, probably like a month, less than a month at this point to pick a gift. So you're like, I am. Let me know. Two ideas. Oh, that's so great. So yeah, Beck, you are married. Um, Scotty and I got engaged during COVID. Um, he said he would have loved to propose on a trip, but of course no one was traveling at that time. So we were engaged at a Laura Mill, which is a beautiful spot, Very beautiful pretty. stop, like seriously. Um, if you're looking for a little getaway in the GTA, Alora is just the most stunning spot. And we are expected to be married in August 2023. So we are very excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I've been waiting for this since I knew about the proposal. Mm. So I've been waiting. But there's lots to talk about in this. Yeah. And I think before we dive into, I, I think where we'll end up on this episode is, you know, the big questions and, and just sharing our own experiences and um, kind of chatting about the, the decorating process the planning process the all of it all of the decisions that go into it and the joys and the highs and the lows how to be a guest how to be um the bride the groom the flower girl whatever your role is there'll be lots in this conversation but I think the really interesting thing or the thing for me to reflect on as part of this too is really as we go through it unpacking what your heart wants and what you want to do versus what the societal expectation is and right before we dive into that, I also want to say on Instagram at We Did It Podcast and on Facebook, which I've been so enjoying, we've been starting to get some chats on there, which is so nice. I love it. If you look up Thoughts from Our 30s on Facebook, I'm going to put a little question box in there for best wedding advice if you have already had your wedding or biggest wedding query, because I would love to have this be more than one episode. Rebecca, one of my first questions to you when I got engaged and started to plan the wedding and there's so much planning to be done is I said what should I not spend my money on because <laughs> oh boy you could just spend your money you really could it's funny so for for backstory my wedding was like I said almost three years ago now um we had probably about 120-ish people um had an outdoor ceremony in the afternoon and then dinner and and we're able to do like a weekend away with our friends and family in a local spot but it was like a resort style um property so that everyone could stay and be it was so weekend. great that everyone could stay it was so nice was so fun it was so nice and so having come out of that the question of you know what what shouldn't you spend money on i think it's really important 
a before even going into the wedding process of figuring out what's the most important thing for you right like is it the party and what the venue looks like have you dreamed of a venue and a design or is it really about the people and the time you spend with the people um that's your decision factor and then choosing from there so for us it was the people um my husband has a very big family and they're from out of town worth mentioning right which made the conference center kind of vibe perfect dressed up for a wedding absolutely insanely amazing perfect it's and that's it it's like we had I would say probably 70 percent maybe 65 percent of our guest list coming from out of town like having to fly in and come here so for us it was really important to have a place where everyone could stay be together and that it was affordable um, we live in Toronto and it, that wasn't like Toronto's not affordable it's it's not a great place for people to have to all stay and and still be close um so yeah we chose this venue so so saying all of that to go back to the question of um what would I not do I mean mine personally <laughs> no judgment if these aren't your things for me it was like cake cakes are so expensive as soon as you put the word wedding in front of anything the price wedding triples. cake wedding reception wedding whatever boom like the price goes up 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 totally so it's funny because I used to be you of course know this but I used to be um in the event planning space and so it was like seeing what things would cost to not be a wedding and then going through it with my wedding process I'm like wait a second that's the same cake you just <laughs> that tastes the same white flowers on it and suddenly it charged three times more how did that happen so those are my, I think my things are just saying really to go back of like what are the things that matter to you most? Spend your money on those things, not on the things that you'll forget. This was one of my favorite pieces of advice because I want to DIY so many things. Not only recognizing that the industry that I'm in, it's amazing for content, but it's truly just because it's in my nature. That is something I'm yeah. so excited to do. And you're exceptionally creative and talented. So it's almost like I get to dive into these different realms of creativity, like drawing on a mirror. I've never done that before. I'm going to do that and different things. But my mom is also, shout out to Bonnie again, exceptionally creative and just so talented. And even at my birthday, she was like already testing ways that she could make cakes. It's true. She made the most beautiful swan cake. Yes. And I'm envisioning your wedding cake with that on it. It's oh, perfect. It was just so beautiful. And so like I'm going to get the bonster to make the cake, you know, and that will be such a fun day too because um, yeah, it's maybe we could do that together or let her do it and have it be a surprise and or I'll send a bunch of inspo her way. And so I loved that piece of advice because I think for a lot of people, the cake I'm sure is a nice centerpiece and a lot of people want to get that cake cutting shot. But at the same time, maybe that's something that is easy to cut out. However, oftentimes brides have different things that are very important to them. So for me, 100%. I am so excited because I got my dream photographer, one of my very good friends, Rachel. She's going to be, or Ray rather, she's going to be shooting our wedding photos and photo and video are extremely, extremely important to me. Um, and for you, Rebecca, it was something different. Yeah, I think I love that you point that out because I that kind of goes back to like what matters to you right like so for me transparently um, video was something that didn't matter because I just couldn't see myself watching the video 
funny enough now I'm like well it would be nice to relive those days but <laughs> but in that moment for me it, when you're trying to make the decisions of what's expensive when you've got a bottom line you have a budget yeah. and it's like these things are expensive and you do have to choose um so as silly as this might sound for me my husband and I were talking about this this morning uh, as we talked about this episode for me it was chairs particularly crossback chairs I love crossback chairs they make my heart swoon for anybody who doesn't know google them they're just so beautiful it and was I, very romantic it was so lovely and i really wanted harvest tables not round tables i find round tables you're too far to talk to anybody other than the person on your left and your right and so the vision that i had meant that i was spending my money on on the way it looked and while that might seem silly to some it still brings me joy. Like you hear me talking about crossback chairs and I'm like, oh, I just love my chairs. I just love them. I love my chairs. It was so beautiful. You also have the most epic dance floor. So can you tell people about your dance floor? Because I don't think I've ever seen that done before. That was really cool, actually. It was an idea from our wedding planner. Um, and I want to talk about wedding planners after. But we had a vinyl on the floor. So the entire dance floor was covered with a custom printed vinyl. I used to describe it like a sticker, a giant like sticker. Like it matched their invitations, guys. It did. That is how on brand this wedding was. I, You know what? Having worked in the event space for so long, I've been to some really cool spaces and it was really fun for me to bring that to life. But that goes back to, again, like do what makes your heart sing. It doesn't have to be magazine worthy to be a beautiful wedding. In fact, what makes the wedding isn't the day. It's It's the people and the experience. Yeah. When Scotty and I were looking at venues, so we looked at quite a few. Again, when we started kind of planning the wedding stuff, we were also looking for a house. So it was just like, oh my God, this time of life is so expensive. Yeah. But we were looking at different venues and there were some, like there was one venue, it's called Langdon Hall. Absolutely stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Also stunning. makes my heart swoon. Yes, it is gorgeous. And I would love to do a little girl's trip there in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. So it's up near Cambridge and it is just this spot that is just so beautiful. And when I was picturing our wedding there, now it was quite, quite high on the budget and very much kind of within the mill space. But at the same time, when you go to an event space like that, it's really nice because you kind of just everything's there. So there's not too much to play. in. it's almost like playing an all-inclusive, just closer to home. Um, but when I was really walking around and this was the first venue we had really gone to see and walk around. All I was picturing was my people talking to each other, but not my people in their conventional little pods. It was like I was picturing Howard and Bertrand talking to like our friends like Russell or like whoever from many different areas of our life. And then when I started looking at other venues in my mind, it was kind of like The Sims. Like I just pick up that yeah. little view and just plop them in a new spot. And that's where that magic and warmth really came from. So, yeah. How did you choose your venue? on that. I think that's a really exciting but also really hard experience for people. Yeah, I found it really hard. So massive Google searches. Now this is something I think if you have absolutely no clue and you are not a woman who Googles or a man who Googles and you just, you know, it's not really your stick at all. This is where an event planner or a wedding planner really comes in handy because hopefully they sit down with you, you chat your vibe with them and they say, great, I have um, these suggestions and we're going to go see these places. Now, because it was during COVID, we kind of had to take all of the onus on ourselves during that time, but we ended up just doing a ton of research and the venue that we actually ended up choosing, um, it was one that I had found much earlier 
and we we were kind of interested in it but it's so funny some of their websites are just not amazing yeah they, they don't do the venue justice they could be better and so what i suggest for you to do and this is truly such a hot tip is find the venues that you like and then type in those venues to google and don't go to the venue website like go check it out obviously yeah. but go to photographers yeah. albums of weddings at that venue and that way you're gonna be like I love these photos this really has a vibe you know I love the way that set up this setup and then automatically you're gonna kind of get to see the unraveling of an entire wedding at that venue yeah it's funny it, it really is I, I think for anything like it really is in the pictures the reality of it that it really comes to life and I think on the venue standpoint I think to add your I think your tips phenomenal I think the other piece is is being mindful of budget yeah, because a lot of things there, there are two experiences we had. One was a lot of venues you see pictures of and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's spectacular. But then when you realize how much it's going to cost you to make it look that way, it's painful. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is is knowing you're all in budget. Like I found that part really interesting because there's some venues that there's venues that seem to have a higher sticker price but they come with everything versus venues that have absolutely nothing and what you're paying for is like just an empty skeleton and then you start bringing in catering and you have to bring in all the dishes and and things you don't even think about that stuff gets really expensive and like tablecloths are you dealing with liquor licenses versus venues that have all of that like that for us i actually found that um the most challenging part to navigate was thinking of it almost in a per person cost once everything is built in versus looking at the flat venue price because every venue prices things differently. Funny enough, actually, we, so I shoot wedding events and we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I was shooting a friend's engagement party and it was at this farm that is very close to my parents' house and I loved it. It's so gorgeous. I loved shooting the event. I loved where the sun set, for example. I just loved I just loved it. And so I actually reached out to them about, hey, would you be willing, because this is actually someone's home and farm. I was like, would you be willing to, you know, host our wedding essentially? And like, what would that look like? And um, if you and your wife are open to it, I'd love to talk further about it. But that's what it was. Like we started looking at all of the bits and pieces and it took him a little bit of time to get back to me. So we actually had ended up putting our debt down payment because that's another thing you don't even realize you have to put a down payment sometimes on your wedding yep uh yeah and so we had already done that on the venue we chose but we were definitely entertaining that idea however wow it would take a ton of work now I also want to talk about the fact that when I started doing wedding photography I was kind of lucky in the way that I was starting during the pandemic because that meant that I was second shooting with really tiny weddings. And so often, like more often than not, when I got those intimate moments with the bride or groom, with the first shooter, who was Ray actually, the bride and groom were like, to be honest, this is exactly what we wanted. We wanted this small wedding. It just blew up into this thing that, you know, we had no control over anymore. So for someone who has already had their wedding, Rebecca, What advice would you give to brides or grooms who are now approaching this wedding space on setting boundaries to really make that big day theirs? That's a really good question. And also acknowledging that it is kind of for family, like for a lot of people, like it is theirs, but it's also. It's kind of the thing. It's like finding this balance of like, yes, it is yours and acknowledging 
that it it does really matter to our families and our parents in a lot of cases, right? A lot of them are so excited for this moment and, and they're just as excited, if not more excited than you are because it, I can... Like symbolizes something. Yeah, and like as a parent watching your you know, your little duckling grow up and then get married and move in with their partner and live their life, like that's emotional for them. And so I think it's important to realize like, yes, it is It is very much yours and there's going to be things that um, your family members will want that it's finding a way to incorporate them. You know, in terms of how to set those boundaries, I think having the conversation with your partner of what you both want, what really matters and dissecting it. Like I remember when you and, and Scott started planning, we talked a lot about, you know, like, what do you really want? What do you, there's what you think you want, but what do you really want? And rating that against all of the other things you want. So for example, you know, you want a a destination wedding, but you want the closest people to you there, but the closest people can't fly. So in our Mm. case, for example, like our grandparents, when we thought about planning it, you know, they definitely wouldn't have been able to travel. And some of our family members may not have been able to make that trip. And so for us, it became, yes, the small wedding in Hawaii sounds fantastic and like our dream. But what's more of a dream is having our people there. So I think getting really clear on that together. And then... Wait, when you made that compromise, did you think like, okay, we're going to have this one. But in the future, when we renew our vows together, we're going to have that one. Like, have you ever thought about still having that Hawaii moment? Because I know you and Kyle love Hawaii. Have you ever thought about it? No, because I think we ended up building out everything we wanted. Like we had a really private dinner the night before with our closest people. We had the big wedding. Like we kind of got everything we wanted. And I think it's... You know, as I, as I really think about it, we put so much energy and money and time and pressure and stress on the event of the wedding. Yeah, it being quote unquote perfect. Right. And yeah. it's like, but what is it really about? Celebrating your love, taking a minute to to really be with your people, celebrate everything that you both have achieved as individuals and as a couple up to that point and kick off what is going to be the biggest chapter right? Like it doesn't, I don't think weddings, for some reason we symbolize them as like an end, like, yay, we made it to the wedding, but it's actually the beginning of a whole life. And nothing really changes. So soak in that moment because it's really just about that day of being with people you love. Yeah. It's the party. It's a celebration. And so to your question about how do you set boundaries, I think it's getting really clear on what you both want collectively and then kindly being able to articulate that to the people around you, knowing that you may ha- run into people who disagree with your perspective. It, it is about you. It is about making, you know, the dream that you both want happen. And then I throw in that caveat of like also acknowledging that there are some things that the people in your life will want, right? <laughs> like you you might not want to shower, but the people in your life want to shower you and have a wedding shower and give you all these Let things. Let shower you. Yeah. And I think our rule was that we had a couple of vetoes. So we had veto cards. There were a handful of things that we each were able to veto, but otherwise we had to be good with what came. And I think that for us was a way that worked to kind of make sure that we stayed in our dream, but also made space for other people's ideas. Okay. So... I would love if we would go through the process 
of like planning. So, so that this is structured, we have very specific moments. So first I want to start off with choosing the moment of finding a dress. Whether this is something you decide to do or you're deciding to maybe, you know, do something to the beat of your own drum. Now, I have not yet started looking for dresses. I've dreamt and vision boarded and, you know, looked online. But as in trying on a wedding dress, you're making me painfully wait. And I, I just so badly want this day to come. <laughs> I have not done this yet. And I just want to walk through like your feelings of that day where we got to go and find your wedding dress. And then I would love to talk about how to approach that day, especially if you were a bride who might be a little bit more sensitive. Because I actually, when I did a couple sessions of better help, I asked my counselor some questions about that. And I would love to just like share what I learned. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear kind of what you learned. Like, I mean, I lived through my experience. So let's start with you. Okay. And then I'll tell you about my experience. Okay, perfect. <laughs> let's start with me. <laughs> I love this. When you're the bride, you're like, it's all about me. I don't even know how I feel about all that yet. But um, so I was asking her about, you know, I am a highly sensitive person. And I think that's part of something that makes me me. It's part of my superpower. It's that I'll hear a song on the radio that is tender and I will literally start crying. Like I literally had to turn off a song yesterday, Rebecca, because I had never heard it before. It's by an artist called Maisie Peters, who I absolutely adore yeah i was gonna say don't you love Maisie peters i'm obsessed with her but she had recently dropped a new album and i hadn't heard this song i think it's called talking to strangers and essentially the essence of the song we'll put it in the show notes the essence of the song is that she loves who she's with so much that like strangers everywhere know things about them because she can't stop talking to strangers and just mentioning things so she's like cute one lyric in the song is like Oh, yeah, there's someone out there who I was on a flight with once who knows you're scared of flying. It's like those kind of little things. And I I just literally, I had to turn it off because I was going to an event I was working and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a highly sensitive person. And so I take what people say to heart. And I, if I'm super, super excited about something and I come to you and I'm like, I'm so excited about this. But you're like, mm, no, I don't think that's the one. Unfortunately, that affects me way more than I would like it to. And that's something I'm like learning about myself. And I was talking to her and I was like, so I'm going to be going looking for dresses. And I just want to talk to you about setting emotional boundaries really quickly. Because one of my biggest fears in going to look for a dress is finding the one being in the change room and being so excited and then coming out and someone being like, mm, I don't really like it. And being absolutely <laughs> crushed. You've watched too many episodes of Say Yes to the Dress? Yes. My hands are literally sweating thinking about this. <laughs> Mike slipped through my hand. <laughs> but I chatted with you about this after. And I thought this was such a good thing. So... She gave me one advice. She was like, what I think you should do is you, I think you should go and browse by yourself first without anyone. And I I do respect that opinion, but I don't think I'm going to do that because I do think it's a, for me personally, I think it'll just be so special to go with my mom and you and just like have those moments together where it's just pure bliss and excitement for the first time. Um, but she also gave me advice saying or more more reassurance that the people who work in wedding salons they do this every day. They know how to deal with this. And they know how to deal with this is like 101. And and they're gonna be like, 
if you're in the change room and you are so excited, they're going to come out first and be like, okay, guys, this is the one. <laughs> she is so excited about this one. Okay. So mind your mouth, <laughs> essentially. But we also talked about that because um, I was just like, I don't know if I'll need backup. I don't think I will really now that I think about it. I think I was just in a really bad headspace back then. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was great advice to have backup. Tell your best friend if you're going. I mean, maybe it's your best friend that you're most worried about them, their opinion. It could be anyone, you know? right? Like it's, yeah, who's in that circle. I think the other thing too I would add is to just check your expectations at the door. Mm. because there's so much packed into that moment right like we dream as little girls of what our princess dress is going to look like why I don't know but the word expectation is society like capital letters across your forehead when you walk into a bridal salon a hundred percent and then you get into the price like wedding dresses can be really expensive so being careful not to try the dress that is way outside of your budget because you saw it on Pinterest and it's your dream but there's no chance you can afford it stretching yourself for a thing that you're going to wear for all of seven hours yeah it's weird it's not even like a full 20 no and like i promise you're never gonna wear a wedding dress again i thought i might cut mine and trim it but i still haven't done that (laughs) i don't think i've even cleaned it since the day of my wedding I, i think checking the expectation is so important because yeah you've got the the history of you know, what you've dreamed of. And then you've got the body image situation going on and how you're going to feel and how you're going to look and the pressure and the stress. And you may not find your dress the first time you go. And I think it's so important to just go in with, I love the mindset you have right now of like, I'm excited and this is a really cool experience and making it an experience and needing it to not be stressful or pressured or about anything other than going on the most exciting shopping trip with the people you love yeah yeah like I when I think about it I haven't had a chance to really think about it too much because there's been so much other life that's happened yeah and I've got to say I was supposed to shoot a bridal shower the other day but unfortunately I got sick and I had to get a backup and and I was editing the photos and I just had this ping for the very first time I haven't felt like this yet because it just hasn't felt real yet I just had this ping of being like, I can't wait till this is my day. So exciting. Literally getting emotional thinking about it. It's so exciting. I can't wait. Okay, so. It shouldn't be. I've just talked about all this about being like, check your expectations. And it's not about the day, but it's really fun. It is really fun to like, like truly enjoy it. the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you choose to not go on that journey, like I think it is important to say that weddings don't validate a relationship. They're not the be all and end all. We have friends that have the most incredible relationships that have chosen to not get married and that's okay. And if you feel that the wedding is the path for you, like fantastic. And if it's huge, awesome. If it's small, great. Just do whatever you want to do. Enjoy it. It's like the time in your life where you can step back and be like, this is all about me. That's cool. So quick question before we like wrap up the dress part. Um, One. Did you get the dress you expected to get? No, you were there. You totally saw it happen. Loved your wedding dress too. (laughs) What were your emotions when you tried on your first wedding dress? My first dress was the dress that I thought I saw for myself. It was gorgeous. And I just, it just felt like a dress. It was simple. Yeah. It was simple, elegant, and gorgeous. It was like, this is pretty. You were wearing it. It wasn't wearing you. It was just there. 
I got emotional because it definitely felt like, oh, wow, this this is happening, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and to how I kicked off this episode, I think, of talking about feeling old. Like, it was that moment of, in my head, I'm still a child. And here I am at this this day, this activity, this event that always felt so far away and something that old people do. So I just want to pause for a second because... I think that that feeling of being like, I still feel like a child or I still feel like a teen or I still feel like I'm in my 20s. How blissfully amazing is that a part of the human condition? Yeah, like we have no idea how old we actually are. I think that is just one of the most phenomenal things, a part of the human experience. I asked my dad, I say, how old do you feel? And he says, "Mm, 21. And I love that. (laughs) I love that. I love that. because I I always feel young. Yeah. So question to you guys, just uh, while you're thinking through this podcast what age do you feel right now? And that's great. Go on. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. It was just such a good nugget. Uh, the first dress. So the first dress, I, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It wasn't the dress. Um, but it was like an emotional, like I started tearing up right away. Mm. And it almost felt easy to say yes, say yes to the dress because of that. First emotional, one, you're like, yep, yeah, good. Let's go to lunch. Yeah, because of that emotional experience. The dress I ended up choosing was, I actually almost refused to put it on. The lady at the salon picked it out for me. And to your point, they do this all the time. They can see your body type and know what's going to look great on you. And she pulled it out and it was on the hanger, everything I hated. It had lace, it had shoulders. It had a little three-quarter sleeve. It had a keyhole back. Yeah, it was, it, you make it, it sound little nice. little buttons, but it had a dis- When I looked at it, I was like, it was stunning, guys. When I looked at it, I'm like, absolutely not. There's no way. And she said, do me a favor and just put it on. And if you hate it. Don't even have to go out. You don't have to go out. And I said, okay. And I put it on and then the tears started rolling because I realized I felt magical and it was it was just so beautiful. So it I, was so you, Rebecca. Like yeah, you it was. were stunning in that dress. Well, and thanks. you looked like a bride. The other one you could have been going to a cocktail party. This one, it was so bridal. It it was a it was a beautiful little thing. I'll share photos of it when this episode goes live, but um I will also say the most memorable part of that day was that oh the my day God. I wasn't even going to say that part. (laughs) The day was the same day as the Meghan Markle Prince Harry wedding. Their wedding was in the morning. So that day I watched the wedding and then I got my hair done. And then we went and tried on dresses. And I just felt like I was practically at their royal wedding. Though I was definitely not invited. The oh my God was that she accidentally forgot her phone at the last bridal salon. And I had to drive and go get it because she was currently trying on dresses. Anyways. I thought I lost my phone. I do want to say that's such a good point, though. Getting your hair done. You know when you go shopping and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to pop in the mall, but you feel super frumpy and you didn't do your makeup or your hair and you try on clothes and you're like, you know what? This isn't like, I just feel like a frumpster. Yeah. Do your hair, do your makeup. Like you don't have to professionally get it all done. What do you do? I've seen people do their bridal makeup trial. I've heard a lot of people say that, actually. I found that harder because um, to me... My bridal hair and makeup, actually, to an extent, actually depended on the dress. Oh, true, true, true. So whether my hair is up or down oh, that's depends so on fair. the dress. Yeah. But at least, like, like I think I just went and got a blowout and some curls that morning. But to your point, like, you just feel so much more alive that you feel like yourself. I love that because on that note, ooh, that makes me so much more excited again. Because that is like making it an experience, a moment. Um, a memory with your friends and 
um, whoever you choose to bring. Yeah, like getting the whole day, you know? You took, you found your dress on that exact day. Um, did I you think, expect that? No, and like, didn't I only try on like two or three dresses? Perhaps only two. I only remember two dresses. Yeah, you tried on more dresses than that, but anyways. Okay, what's the next okay. thing? I'm really curious for you, what are you most excited about in the whole process ahead of you? Hmm, the tasting. Just kidding. <laughs> but I am very excited the best for that. Actually, I find out, I found out the other day, I was talking to my hairdresser, who's lovely, Nikki, shout out. She was saying, oh yeah, and sometimes when you go to a tasting, there's other couples there too. Really? And I was like, really? I don't know. She's from the United States, so maybe it's a States thing. Guys, were there other couples there you're tasting? I didn't expect that. I expected to be the only one there. I could see it actually, particularly... Um, from like a chef point of view. <laughs> yeah, like when I, I'm like, why are you making food for only one person? Yeah, so but that's really interesting. Anyways, I am most, most excited for seeing friends from random parts of my life chatting together and the excitement surrounding that. And I really think that I do get to have a really depth, in-depth feel and look at that thought because I've been to your and Russell's wedding. Um, and I've kind of like been able to see and dissect the different moments. But I am like... I am like truly so excited for vows. I love that. Are yeah. you writing your own? Yeah, we're going to write our own vows. We're having one of our very good friends marry us. It's going to be, I just want it to be so personal, you know, and um, I've shot so many different weddings where a lot of them didn't really feel about the couple at all. And I, I just want there to just be so much love in the air, rain or shine. I don't care. I just, I just want you to be able to like essentially cut it with a knife. And I just... I love Scotty's words. He is such a good writer. And I just, I can't wait for the vows. I need to go first. I need to go first because I'm going to be destroyed. <laughs> Do you want to hear the key? You're not going to get it out. You're just going to choke halfway I'm through. Like, Rebecca, please read hand these them vows. to me. I'll start reading them for you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need backup. Um, one of the cutest things ever. Scotty's sister, Courtney, married Chris, and Chris was quite emotional while reading his own vows. And so what he did on his cue cards was he had a little picture of Mr. Bean. So that he would laugh. Yeah. At <laughs> and then every single time he started to kind of pause to get emotional, Court would look at him and be like, here, look at Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, he's right here. <laughs> so I need a version of That's Mr. Very Bean. Cute. Very cute. It's funny. So for, for people who are shy or quiet, uh, like my husband and I, we actually did ours. Um, so Kyle and I wrote letters to each other oh, I love when you and we letters. shared the letters the day of the wedding and then put them in a box so we we got a box made with a wine bottle in it we both picked out a bottle of wine together um, and then put our letters in there for our five-year anniversary I think oh. we agreed on five years so we'll reread the letters that we wrote to each other the day of our wedding I thought it was for your first but five, five years because you'll definitely forget yeah one year you still remember everything it's like it was just yesterday but it was five years we chose a bottle of wine that needed to age for five more years and that's how we picked it and for us we're really shy people like I think we're both very private that was our way of doing that so for somebody who like I love and you and Scott both have you're so eloquent and beautiful and I'm very excited to hear yours go on and if anybody is like oh that's not really us or I'm nervous about that that was kind of our way of doing it was we stuck to the traditional vows but um still customized them to be words that we're comfortable with but we actually wrote our own vow of sorts to each other and it's sitting in a box waiting for the moment to be opened up and consumed that is so special I love that that's very sweet 
So now that I know what you're most excited about, what has surprised you the most so far? What has surprised me? It's tough because I really feel like this is part one of this kind of conversation because 100 yeah because we could talk for days about this i know because we haven't really done too much i think what has surprised me from an analytical realistic standpoint is the cost of what things are but i am happy to say we're having quite a long engagement which, which means that we'll be able to do much more of what we really want to do at our wedding because we've given ourselves some lead time, which is great. Um, I think what's maybe surprised me is how difficult to nail down a guest list and where you set that wavering boundary of friendship and acquaintance and time of your life in a working environment versus, you know, moving on to a different job and, and what all that means. But Nothing too much. I'm not going to lie. Nothing too much has surprised me yet. I mean, it helps too, I think. Yeah, to your point. I think you'll find more as you go that comes up that's surprising. And to your point too, you know, having people around you go through it is probably very different than when you're the first. Like similarly, when we got married, we had been to tons of weddings and had lots of friends that got married and tons of people to share their ideas, their advice, their learnings. Whereas I imagine if you're the only one you know... There's probably a lot that surprises you. Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to think about this and that and whatever. And all these things, yeah. I think maybe something that I could maybe foresee surprising me in the future is different types of advice that I get and how different it is. And, you know, people being like, oh, people don't care about wedding favors or people really want you to do this or um, just, I don't know. I think what will catch me by surprise all throughout the day is just probably the emotions that, that rise and fall. But I just really desperately want to be in the moment. So basically to my bridesmaids and bridesman, I'm going to be like, please capture as much as you can just with little videos and little moments and everything just because I want to be totally, you know, in it. In it. Yeah. It's funny. That's like my my unsolicited advice is like, don't sweat the small stuff and just be in it. Can we talk about the little moments that maybe didn't turn out during your wedding that you, you, you were graceful. You really just coasted right through, but there was a veil moment it's and actually, a weather advisory. The veil is actually my favorite moment in the wedding. One of my most like ingrained in memory. My favorite picture from the wedding is of my mom and I. So we got married uh, outdoors and I, <laughs> silly enough, really wanted a rustic feel and so our wedding was on this wooden deck and the problem is because I wanted a rustic look I went with no runner no aisle runner well here's the thing (laughs) the deck had slivers and the slivers were snagging my dress as I walked down the aisle and more particularly I had a very long veil circa the royal wedding happened the day I picked my dress therefore I felt like I needed a veil that matched Meghan Markle's I got a ridiculously long veil and as I was walking down the aisle just before getting to the front my veil snagged on the wood and clotheslined you a little a little bit yeah it came right out <laughs> of my head and I was dying laughing particularly it became really funny because my mom then tried to fix it bless her she's the sweetest she put it right at the <laughs> I can't I can't even describe it tried to put it like right clipping bangs at the top of my skull not where it belonged and the laughter and the picture of me looking at her and being like, what the F are you doing? 
it is my favorite picture from the wedding did not go as planned and then the weather advisory all day we were chasing a storm outside yeah inside it's gonna be indoor it's gonna be outdoor there was a storm pending at the time you worked at the weather network which was wonderfully helpful helpful no wonderfully stressful everyone's calling meteorologists asking them what was gonna happen i'm literally on the radar We've got 20 minutes, guys. (laughs) Get out there. It meant that we had to go really, really fast through the whole ceremony. The first wedding ever to be on time. Absolutely. (laughs) And we stepped in the door at the end, right as the thunder hit and the rain came down. It was a bit stressful of a day, but it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, funny enough, it's like all of the things that were a disaster are the memories that I remember and that's why it's important to laugh about it. Like in that moment, don't get caught up because they are going to be the things you remember. Just laugh, have fun. Like this is life. So I love that so much and agree. That is one of my favorite memories. It's just like, yep, that's life. And marriage and getting married is all about embracing the new stuff in life. A hundred percent. Like to add to it. So we had those two things. We went to take our pre, we did our photos together before the wedding. Um, I got attacked by mosquitoes and I had an open back dress. My entire back had massive welts on it for the rest of the day. Sorry, photographer, Photoshop. Lots of Photoshop was required. And I believe there was an accident. So our musician was late. Um, We had a pseudo videographer. I know I said I didn't get one. We ended up getting one to record it to share with our grandparents because they weren't able to make it. And the speeches we're talking about, guys, versus like an edited together, like montage kind of vibe. Yeah, we just we just had the well, the request was actually to have the wedding videoed, but the accident meant that the entire wedding actually got missed. But all of those things, like none of them actually matter. And I, the thing I'm most grateful for is the people around me that helped keep me grounded in those moments because they don't matter. And if you waste the day getting caught up in those things, kind of sours a really, really special moment. In doing some of the research for our own big day, there are some things that I've seen people do and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, what a great idea. When you were going to weddings or when you had your wedding, what is something that you're like, that was a great idea and I feel like other brides should know about it. I need you to go first because I have to think about that. I feel like I'm so far away from it. What's yours? Because you for sure have one right now that you're like, oh, I love this. Okay, I have a few. And the reason why I have a lot of these is because my mom is very much on wedding TikTok. And so she, she endlessly sends me wedding TikToks. Okay, so when the bride or the groom or whoever is getting married coming down the aisle, everyone stands up. Who's in the front row? Your parents, the people who desperately want to see you walk down that aisle. So the tip is, as you're walking down the aisle, as the bride passes that row, then they stand up so that everyone in front can still see them walking. Isn't that interesting? Can you picture it? It's kind of like doing the wave, but it's almost like as the bride walks by, that's when you stand. I'm trying to visualize this. On your way out or your way in? Your way in. So as you're walking to Kyle (laughs) pre-snag, we'll pretend snag doesn't happen. (laughs) Pre-snag. Redo, redo. As you're walking down the aisle, you pass the back row. And then they stand and then you pass the second to the oh, back row and they right. stand. right. Because everyone turns to look at you and then so mom and dad can't see can't you. Can't see you walk down the aisle. So I was like, wow, that is such a great idea. That will take coordinating. We'll see if it happens. Second great one. This is from going to weddings and being a photographer. In the height of summer, 
oftentimes on your seat, you're going to have the little run of show essentially, like what's going to be happening. So everyone kind of gets the itinerary of the day. I've seen people attach those to sticks so they can also duel as fans. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's a really good one too. And then for Scotty and I, we are actually going to be doing a civil ceremony before. So one of the ideas that I came up with that I haven't seen anywhere else before that I am, this is one thing that I'm very excited about. One of my favorite photos to take at a wedding is when the groom and bride and their first attendants are signing the paperwork to say that they're officially married. Because like, to be honest, that's actually when when you're getting married. Um, so if that is the case for you, when your groom or your bride is signing that paper, please don't be buzzed off to the side talking to your best mate. Please be standing behind them with your hand there or something like that. Like be kind of there because that's a really special moment. And because Scotty and I are doing a civil before, we're going to write our very own marriage agreement and then have our best people um, sign it along with us. And I'm going to design it so that we can frame it and put it in our home. I really, really like that. Also, that makes me remember the experience of getting the marriage license. I was like, this is too easy. You just (laughs) walk into City Hall, hand them $140 and they're like, here you go. See you later. Oh my gosh. Is that how it happens? Very, very easy. It's uncomfortable. Okay, so I feel like we should almost wrap this episode up. Hold it for another episode unless you have some burning questions. Let's finish it off with anything else you have written down. Best advice you feel like you've received yet that isn't from me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy a cake. Just kidding. Um, It's going to definitely be that obvious one of don't sweat the small stuff. And I think the very best advice isn't, When we think about these moments in life, like getting the house or, you know, having the baby or getting married, like just those classic societal pressure kind of things. We think about the moment it's happening, but so much goes into that moment taking place. So the best advice I could give, the best advice I've been given is just to have fun along the way. It's like anything in life. If you want to reach a certain number on social media or you're building an entrepreneurial business, it's like, yeah, there there is a, an end line. There is a destination for these kind of things in life. But if you can enjoy all the bits, that's your wedding. You have just expanded your wedding from one day to maybe a year because there, there's so much fun to be had along the way. So yeah, I'm really excited to do all those DIY projects. I'm excited to go look for the dress. I'm excited for the tasting. I'm excited for the showers. I'm excited for the night before. I'm kind of just clamoring for every little bit. I love that. I'm very excited for you in the year ahead. So I think that what we should do is put a question box for the next time that we do a wedding episode and we will gather your questions and be your wedding agony ants for the next episode. Sound good, Rebecca? It sounds good to me. And I would actually say, I think this is an episode we don't do a question to ponder. I love it. Just have fun out there and give us your feedback. My question, I have one. Dun, dun, dun. Because I've already asked it, is what age do you feel and what can you do today to embrace that age? I really like that one. Okay, so scratch what I said. There is a question to ponder. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening to Thoughts from Our 30s. Thoughts from Our 30s is brought to you by We Did It Podcast, which is what you can follow us on Instagram at We Did It Podcast. For another episode, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast to hear more from your online besties. 
For now, we'll leave you with that thought to ponder, and we'll see you next week.